Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Down to six seconds to go. Button with the ball. Timberwolves down by one. 20 foot on the right wing is no good. It was short. Loose. And that's it. The buzzer sounds. Butler misses at the horn. And the Nets hang on to win it. 98-97. Such a disappointing finish for the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road against the Brooklyn Nets. I'm Myron Metcalf filling in uh, again for the third day in a row. They didn't kick me out yet, so... Uh, here for Royce, my last day of the week in the studio with Chris Reavers. I don't have a cool uh, hip hop name for you, man. I was I gonna call you C Money. I was just gonna say I'm nothing not about. Really, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to fake it. We got to be, you know, Manny Fresh. Cool doesn't really apply to me. No, you're cool. It's just <laughs> C Money is just too. I don't have anything more creative than that. Yeah. Manny Fresh is just such a perfect name. Manny mm-hmm. Hill. Um, obviously, I, I watched last night the T Wolves game. And here was my here was my overall take. I got a couple of takes, right? They're really good when they want to be. Like, I mean, this is a team that I think can win a playoff series, mm-hmm. and then with the right matchup against a top three or four team, they have a chance. Now, I don't think anybody can beat Golden State in a seven game series. I don't think I don't know if anyone can beat a healthy Houston Rockets team other than Golden State. But beyond that. To me, depending on the matchups, if everyone's healthy, this T-Wolves team is right there in the mix. They are not good enough, however, to put themselves in a situation that they ended up in in Brooklyn last night, where Brooklyn, to me, was just tougher than them. Like They just looked lazy on a lot of possessions. Uh, they put a lot of effort on the offensive end. But to me, Jimmy Butler was the only guy flying around on the defensive end, saving loose balls and blocking shots. Like He was the only guy who had the same intensity on both ends of the floor. Then you get to the end of the game, and everyone's complaining about the shot, and the shot was horrible, fellas. But how did they get to a position where you need a buzzer beater to beat Brooklyn, a team that didn't have D'Angelo Russell, a team that's relying on guys like Quincy Acey, who? (laughs) And you're in a position, and you're a contender, and you need that shot to win the game. Where he had a monster game last night for them. It just didn't make sense to me, but I feel like... The concern should be, in my opinion, at this stage, is this a T-Wolves team that just expects Jimmy Butler to save the day? Well, he's been saving the day for them quite a bit, like, this year. I mean, 
we saw like earlier in the year when they had the when when he was out with the uh with the respiratory yeah deal and they they got ran out of the gym in both those games against Indiana and then on the road against Detroit um the next night and then Jimmy came back for that home game that Friday against Oklahoma City and kind of put the team on his back and and sort of willed them to a victory and and I said it I tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago this team would be right back in the middle of the lottery if, with without him and they yes. would be they would be like in the top 5 of the lottery without him yeah I don't respect any MVP list right now that doesn't include Jimmy Butler yeah uh, if you're talking about most valuable player, Jimmy Butler better be on your list, clearly with what he's done with this team. When mm-hmm. I watch the Wolves, I always think the same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's two-part here. When they're playing a good team, they look engaged. They look yeah. they look okay. They, they And I hate saying they, they, they play to the level of their competition, but they kind of do. They did but, last night. But they... Who was the... Uh, Phoenix. When they lost to Phoenix at home yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I thought... Aren't they supposed to be a heck of a lot better than these yeah. guys? Yeah. And I, they just look disinterested at times. That, I think Phoenix, that that's really that's a really a bad sign. And yeah. that loss to Phoenix at home a couple of weeks ago was without the Suns' best player, which is Devin Booker, right now. And yeah, I mean, you just it you look at games like that, and you, it's just you're, you're just scratching your head. And then they turn around, and they come back, and they play a team like the Lakers, who they should beat up on, and they ran them out of the gym twice and. So you're like, okay, yeah, they, they got things going, and then they then last night happens. And, you know, you look at when they lost to Milwaukee. They had the loss against Milwaukee last week, last Thursday, where they blew the 20-point lead. And the problem was the night before they had played that overtime game against Denver, and a lot of those guys were tired, and it was a back-to-back, and they had traveled to Milwaukee and everything. So you kind of let that go. And Milwaukee's a good team. The Bucks yeah. are pretty good. So you kind of let that go and say, okay, yeah, it's more of a scheduled loss type of thing. But last night, I I don't, you know, and I didn't see the entire game because I was at the Gopher basketball game with Mackey. But I I just, an undermanned Brooklyn Nets team that isn't, you know, they play kind of an up-tempo style, but they're they're undermanned. They don't have all their guys. And you just, you're kind of in this grinded out sort of close matchup with them. And you've had a couple days off since your last game. And it's just like, come on, guys. Come Led on. by Quincy AC. Yeah. That's the dude who's going to push you around. Damari Carroll, I mean, you, you, you're right. They've had a lot of play down in their competition moments. And don't mistake what I'm saying. I'm, I'm fine with Jimmy Butler being the alpha. He should be. I just think great teams have other guys who put together the same effort. And I'm watching the game yesterday and going, Carl, make a play on the defensive mm-hmm. end. Andrew, make a play. Tyus Jones played great. He looked great. Yeah. But like for and the most part, really he's well. been really Whenever well. Whenever he's been out there, he's played really well. I used to tell people when I covered Tyus Jones, I was like, "This dude's gonna play in the league for more than a decade." And they go, "Yeah, right." You know, he, he's not that explosive. He's not that superstar athlete. I'm like, "Watch, he it makes everybody around him better." And he's one and of those the guys down the floor. He's in the right spot, hundred percent, all the time. Mm-hmm. He is always going to be. You're never going to have a situation where Tyus Jones isn't one of the two or three guys, two or three smartest guys on the court, right? He played great last night. But I saw a team yesterday that was content with having a shootout with the average Brooklyn Nets team and not getting some of those stops you need. The deception of the Golden State Warriors and the fact that we talk about their offense, 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 what people don't realize is that they finished the regular season, I believe, first last year in defensive efficiency. Mm -hmm. Right now they're ranked second behind the Spurs. This is not a Golden State Warriors team that just puts up 120 points. They defend. Yeah. Like, you can't just be a great offensive team 
this has to be a more balanced team. And I think what we saw yesterday was if shots aren't falling, and this is a team that has to rely on its defense, they might be in trouble because Jimmy's the only reliable guy every game that you can trust. Gibson, too. Mm-hmm. But those young guys you can't trust yet on the defensive end. And to me, I, it was an effort thing to me yesterday more yeah. than anything. And part of the problem, too, is that you know Jimmy and Taj are so good defensively that they have, and because you know Wiggins doesn't always give you what you need out of him defensively, and Towns, Towns is kind of hit and miss defensively, but there were times earlier this year where he was just brutal on that end of the floor. Yeah. But Jimmy and Taj have spent so much, you know, they're they're doing everything they need to do defensively, but then they're also spending so much energy picking up the slack that Wiggins and Towns and Jeff Teague and some of these other guys that are not stepping up defensively, they're picking up some of that slack, and then you're kind of seeing, like, Taj, Taj has been great for them this year, yes. but then there's, there's points where you just look at him and you see he's gassed because... He's got you know, eight Tib, jobs. Tib, yeah, he's got eight different jobs, and Tibbs is playing him thirty-eight minutes a night, which is another issue. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the issue. Like they need, they need Towns and Wiggins really to start to be to to make more of an impact defensively. And Towns is starting to pick it up a little bit more, but Wiggins we has got more. to do the same thing too. They need more. Exactly. They need a lot more from Towns, especially on that end of the floor. Going into that fourth quarter, they look like an over overconfident team to me. They look like a team yeah. that felt like. Okay, we can flip neck the and neck. switch. Yes, we can neck flip the and neck. And we can do this. Yeah. If this is a shootout, we win this every time. But give the Brooklyn Nets some credit; they were making some big plays, and I just saw Jimmy Butler diving out of bounds to save passes on the floor, blocking shots. the 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 Timberwolves have to em- embrace that spirit on that end of the floor, or you're going to end up fighting to hold on to this you know, great starts you have. And even worse, you're going to be in the playoffs against a, a, a maybe a seven or eight seed or a, or a six seed or five seed that doesn't care. You want to know another problem last night too? And I'm just looking at some of the numbers from last night. Three-point shooting. Brooklyn, 14 of 30. Wolves, one of 11. That's all you need to say. 14 of 30? 14 of 30. Wow. Brooklyn shot from three-point range. The Wolves were one of 11. from. They made one three-point shot last night. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. We'll and come the, Wolf, back. the Wolves also had 10 assists last night total. Not good, man. We'll come back after this. Man, you missed a good combo last night. We were uh, Yesterday, we were talking about Winnie Cooper. That stuck with me, man. Uh, my drive home. Yeah. On my drive home, I was thinking about Winnie Cooper, man, and just how, 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 like, what, what it is. What would you do if I sang out of tune? See, and the thing is, again, Kevin Arnold was playing games. <laughs> Big time. It's all about season the moment, which which could be a sports thing, too. We can reference this with the Minnesota Vikings, the Tim Wolves, and, and the Wild here in this upcoming stretch. All the teams, the Gophers basketball team, that have a significant stretch coming up. Yep. In the next two to three weeks. Don't be like Kevin Arnold. <laughs> Kevin Arnold did not seize the moment, people, with Winnie Cooper on the Wonder Years. And, and it really cost him throughout that show, and it shouldn't have. Because he he just didn't he didn't do what you should have done when it comes to a Winnie Cooper. What Take Beyonce the initiative. Beyonce, put a ring on it. Yeah. Should have been the immediate thing. Instead, he's going back Make and it forth. Official. Make it official, man, with a Winnie Cooper. I mean, because if you if you if not Winnie Cooper, then who? Like Winnie Cooper, who is still 
who uh, does like children's books or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Like math. Like she's doing like math for children and little girls. Or, or she's doing something where didn't she have like a um, didn't she have like a reality show or something briefly for like yeah a season on something but it wasn't on like no it was VH1 on or it was on like Bravo or something like that she had some sort of reality show at that it was on a big station but yeah I, I just think Kevin could have seized a, a very critical you know a critical moment uh and you know who has a critical moment right now segueing into this the Minnesota men's basketball team people think Manny and, and Reavers people think I I don't like the Gophers I don't get it. I, I saw you going at it last night with a few people that were like I just mad like at messing you with you, them. You took some shots at the yeah, Big Ten. The Gopher, like, no, the Big Ten is fine. <laughs> but the Gopher fan base in general is a very sensitive group, whether it's football or basketball or you know the teams that are highly followed. It, it is weird. They're a much more sensitive group than any other fan base. You know what it is with them? They're fine if they criticize their team, just they don't want you to do it. Or, yeah. or I was thinking, is it them. because it's the amateur status? Or are you, they're just kids. Well, no. It's, they're a Division One, a college team. I don't know what it is, but here's the deal. I don't hate the Gophers or any other team. But I feel like they came into this year as a sleeper in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Illinois starts one for 19 last night. Think about one for 19. They're literally shooting 5% from the field. We were eight minutes into the game, and Illinois had six points. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And then, second half, Illinois keeps fighting. Yeah. Kudos to them and that staff. I mean, they didn't give up. But I felt like that was one of the games, even though Minnesota's clearly dealing with depth issues. They don't have a strong bench. They rely on three or four guys to really bring it home every night. I felt like that was a statement opportunity to say, hey, look, we're so much better than teams like this. We're much closer to Purdue and Michigan State than we are to these teams in the mm-hmm. league. Yeah. And they just didn't do it. And my thing with Minnesota is if they don't win a game in the tournament, that's a disappointment. I agree. I think Michigan State wins the title. Purdue might fight them off somehow. But I think it's Michigan State's title to lose in the Big Ten. But Richard Pitino has an opportunity here in a very weak year, I think, for the Big Ten. To, to really build up the resume, get into the tournament, win a game or two with the right matchup, and have one of the most successful seasons this program has seen. But if you want me to get excited about you wrestling with Illinois in the second half before pulling away, an Illinois team that's just horrible after yeah. shooting one for 19, well, you got the wrong dude. When you have a 15-point lead in the second half and they trim that to four on your court, that's a problem. Huge problem. That's a problem. And I know basketball is the game of runs, but speaking of whether or not this this season is viewed as a success or a failure, I agree with you. They need to win at least one game in the tournament yes. for this for this season to be viewed as as a success. And the most important player on this team is Isaiah Washington because if he doesn't give you anything, Jealous you are you are screwed. And yeah. he shows moments of actually being a a competent Big Ten player, and he probably will have a good future going forward. But he's crucial because of your lack of depth. He, he, had, some head scratchers. he had some head scratches last night, yes, man. There he were did. a couple possessions. Oh, he always where he's does. just dribbling and dribbling and dribbling and dribbling. And then they they tried to trap there was one where they tried to trap him at at midcourt almost, and he just it it it, it was just it was just a mess. But it you was can a disaster. see though, you can see why he was as touted though. Oh yeah. He's absolutely. got the skill set to be a he's really fast. good. He's got a terrific player. handle. I yeah. mean he can get to he's the got rim. It. But he just doesn't – sometimes he just plays out of control. He's got to 
Patino's got to rein him in a little bit. And, and, and cause I, I remember last year, late in the year, last year, Nate Mason had a, had a couple, you know, a couple off games and I was getting into it with somebody on Twitter about, you know, cause he, he, you know, he was trying to say, well, Nate Mason isn't a real point guard and just, you know, just, just wait for Washington to come in next year. And, and, you know, Mason can slide over to the two. And I'm like, Ain't gonna be that simple, man. You no. don't just plug in a freshman and and I guess just an all go. Big Ten like, dude. Like not everybody is, you know, Derrick Rose popping up in Memphis and they no. go to the championship game as a freshman. Like it doesn't work like that. You know what it is? Our society is obsessed with highlight reels. Yes. Yeah. Every kid in America has a highlight reel. Here's what you don't know: it's called a highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> in two minutes, I can make everybody look great. I could put together a highlight reel of my career that would make me look like I was something special. I wasn't. But now we get deceived because we go, oh, man, look at that dude. He's viral. Look at look at that dunk. We love kids who dunk on somebody. We give them a million YouTube clips. Mm-hmm. Coaches don't care about that. That doesn't mean you can play. I think Isaiah Washington can play. But some days, some moments, he's at Rucker Park. Yeah. And you got to pull him off the court and go, no, 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 we're in the Big Ten. We're we're playing Illinois. We're, we're playing. This is real now, because I think he's one of those guys who came up in that sort of that highlight generation. He went viral, and people want to see the flashiness. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of flashy players playing at Lifetime Fitness right now who never went to the league, never played a Division One level because it's not about that. It's about winning. And and you can also see why you know when you watch him play. And again, I'm not trying to like trash him or anything here, but. You can also see when you watch him play, like why it might have been a little bit easier for all due respect to Richard Bertino, why it might have been a little bit easier for him to get Isaiah Washington, because there might have been other schools like the Dukes and the Kentuckys that were looking at him saying, like, Yo, This kid's out of control. I'm, was, I can't deal with if him. If he was more of a finished product, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. He's I mean, raw. He's yeah, raw. he's very, very raw. Now it's you know, the talent is there and now it's up to Patino to rein him in and yeah. and and really grow him and develop him into a more, you know, a more polished player. In Patino's defense, before the season, I saw him in New York City during Big Ten Media Day, and he told me, look, the Eric Curry injury is going to be bigger than yeah. people realize. And yeah. I thought, okay, but you got so many other talented guys. Like, now you look at him and you're yeah. like, ooh. It is big. That guy yeah. really, really would have helped them off the bench. And he's going to be the guy that if they're going to miss him in Big Ten play, but they get to the tournament, that's where they're really going to miss them because I think Isaiah can help you, but I don't care what anyone says. If you have not been on a tournament run, you're going up against other experienced teams that have composure in those moments. That's going to be a new venture for the Gophers if they get to the tournament and then the expectation is they have to win a game. Defensively, they can battle with anybody. They got they got you know, one of the best shot blockers, the best shot blocker in America. Jordan Murphy is a Wooden Award candidate in my opinion. Based on what he's done. I didn't realize he tied Duncan. Or is, or is one away from tying Duncan for the most double-doubles to start a season. I, I mean, I knew he was having a phenomenal year. I didn't realize it was that good. Jordan Murphy, he's, he's been tremendous. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he's the kind of kid where if if he goes to you know the, the right NBA training camp and he's in front of the right guys, that's the kind of guy who could be that little scrappy, undersized, I don't want to say Kawhi because that's an unfortunate, but like can develop into that kind of blue-collar guy at the next level. Mm-hmm. He has the athleticism, the explosiveness. Is he big enough? He might not be big enough, but he plays big enough, I think. I think yeah. that's going to be the thing with him. I love his game. 
I just think this is a team that has yet to show us what they're really capable of. And last year, that was okay. Because it was if they get into the tournament, everybody's happy given what they were coming off of. That ain't the situation with the Gophers this year. You should compete for a top three spot in the Big Ten, and you should be a team that I think wins at least one game, if not two, mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. That's what they have. But when they struggle against the Illinois, they lose to the Nebraskas on the road. That it, it just reminds you of last year when they had that five or six game losing streak or whatever it was. And they just didn't play the way they were capable of. You can't afford to do that, I think, in this year, because they're gonna mess around and end up, you know, in in some wacky game against some 12 seed or 13 seed that's mature. And you're gonna be like, you know, Michigan State a couple years like ago. Like Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, you're just they're better than this. I mean, that's the thing that people yeah. don't realize. They think I criticize Minnesota and I'm like anti-Minnesota. No, I think they're a good team. And I've seen the best teams in America. And they're just underachieving. Underachieving. Part of it's the depth. I get that. But part of it is when a team starts one for 19, you pounce on that team at home. You beat them by 25. You You make it so that when they get to the end of the game, they never want to play again. The best teams I've seen throughout covering college basketball were like that. Like when you were down, they were going to punch you in the face. They wanted to hurt your feelings. And that was what they had. Minnesota doesn't have that. What I will say, one of the most entertaining things last night, because I was, like I mentioned before, I was at the game with Mackie last night. One of the most entertaining things of the entire game was watching Brad Underwood, the head coach of Illinois, just, you just, you just I mean, if you think Tom Thibodeau <laughs> like, tough. loses his mind where yeah. he's just screaming and throwing his hands up in the air, watch Brad Underwood, the head coach of Illinois, he is on a whole nother level. His face wanted <laughs> like he looked like his head was going to explode at times, especially early in that game. And he's already got that drill sergeant look, too. Yeah. That doesn't help. We're going to be back here, talk a little more Vikings on 1500. This update sponsored by Staples. Staples has low prices on the organizational solutions your business needs to clear the clutter and focus on the job at hand this year. Like banner boxes, file folders, and storage bins, less mess equals more success. Visit staples.com for more. Staples, it's pro time. I actually like that version better than the Beatles version. And I like the Beatles version, but I like the Joe Cocker version better. I think people only know the Joe Cocker version, many people. Yeah. I grew, so I, kinda, I grew up with the Beatles version. I know so, you did. You know, I'm old. I'm going to tell you. You oh. and Spencer Tollickson share the same opinion on the Beatles. <laughs> He's an idiot. Sorry, <laughs> came on sorry the, Spencer. He came on the station and <laughs> said they were overrated, and I thought John Uh-oh. was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> another, another heart attack. I didn't have a heart attack before. The Wild says the start time for its game against Vancouver on Sunday, January 14th, is being changed. Uh, it was supposed to start at 6 o'clock. It will now start at 7 o'clock, and the reason, of course... The Vikings play their playoff game that day. The Wild uh, said in their press release they uh, they support other local teams. We know how that goes, so they're uh, that's why they're changing the Ooh, time. Ooh, I can't wait for the tweet to come out. Good luck, Vikings, from the you know the Wild. <laughs> Those are always great. The Wild play Buffalo tonight at the Excel Energy Center. Uh, Twins news, they're still in on Hugh Darvish, apparently. Uh, the latest in that is uh, Darvish, of course, has a prior relationship with Twins GM Thad Levine from when they were both at Texas. John Heyman wrote on Twitter last night the Twins might not see a meeting with Darvish as crucial because of his and Levine's familiarity already. Uh, so far, the twin signings are designed to upgrade the bullpen with the team signing Fernando Rodney and Zach Duke in the offseason this year. I kind of want Lance Lynn just because he's a good quote. 
Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, he's a pretty good. Okay. He's, he's a pretty good quote. Yeah. Vikings athletic training staff being honored by its peers. Vikings trainers will get the Ed Block Courage Award as NFL Athletic Training Staff of the Year. All 32 NFL Athletic Training staffs and membership of the Professional Football Athletic Trainer Society vote on the award. Uh, the staff for the Vikings, of course, led by Director of Sports Medicine and Head Athletic Trainer Eric Sugarman. Sugarman now in his 12th season with the Vikings. Sugarman deserves some. They better have a medal or something with that, too, because he deserves everything they give him. Uh-huh. Uh, the Bears are interviewing Vikings defensive coordinator George Edwards tonight here in the Twin Cities for their vacant head coaching job. Uh, the Bears are replacing John Fox, of course. Uh, they've scheduled an interview for Friday in the Twin Cities with Vikings offensive coordinator Pat Shermer. So they hit both while they're in town. Uh, this will be the first interview for a head coaching position for Edwards, the coordinator of the defense that finished number one in the NFL in scoring defense and total defense this season. Uh, NFL television ratings, it's not a good story once again. Uh, for the season, fell 9.7% according to the numbers registered by Nielsen and released today. A typical game was watched by 1.6 million fewer people this season as compared to last season. That drop comes after the NFL had hoped to stem an 8% slide from last season by experimenting with the format for television commercials and trying to speed up the game. Do we like the television commercial thing with the split screen? Uh, I didn't. It didn't bother me, I yeah, guess. I don't mind it. Yeah. I guess I'm more used to it now. Well, it's, I'm going to bring... At first, bring... It, was a, it was a weird juxtaposition but now just seems normal i'm gonna bring it up because you do it every, i do it every time i i wonder do the nfl red zone ratings count for this uh, because i guarantee that's affecting good point their overall television ratings. because if it's I'll not watch. the vikings game i watch the red zone that actually the is, red zone. is mentioned in this story nfl red zone they say may also be a factor taking fans away got from smart watching. kenny did you hear that great point i just made on the radio that's a really good point <laughs> It's just like out in the hallway. Kenny always walks by and says, Reaver, shut up. Quit talking. Exactly. Uh, other factors, they think, well, a last year's slide, of course, they blame partially on the presidential election. This year, the NFL was challenged with fans who were upset at players protesting during the national anthem. Other factors, uh, factors cited included the dilution of the product through Thursday Night Football, which was yeah. broadcast on. That didn't help. The NFL Network, CBS, NBC, and Amazon Prime in 2017. This season, both Fox CEO James Murdoch and CBS Sports Chairman Sean McManus blamed the rating slide on the proliferation of games. Uh, NFL, of course, not in a vacuum. Viewership drop is indicative of the general environment as less television is being watched and cable subscriptions have declined for the stop, past Stop putting you know, the Jaguars and the Titans on Thursday night football all the time. People don't want to watch that. It's a TV thing too. My 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 daughters will watch a show that's live, and they'll say fast forward through the commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't, but they're so used to my kids are the same fast way. Fast forwarding through culturally, things are changing. Yes, with TV. I like, agree that's with a you. huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I do. You, I, the only guy I watch live now is sports. I think. Me too. Nothing else. Yeah. DVR everything. Well, news. I watch well, the news, news live. News. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods playing twice in California over the next six weeks as he begins another comeback on the PGA Tour. Uh, Woods announced he will play the Farmers Insurance Open January 25th at Torrey Pines. That's the San Diego course where he's won eight times. That includes the 2008 U.S. Open. He also says he'll play the Genesis Open at Riviera in Los Angeles. That one starts February 15th. Riviera is where Woods played his first PGA Tour event as a 16-year-old amateur. I really hope we see Tiger at full strength at some point. I don't think it'll ever happen, though. We'll be back here on 1500. Meyer Metcalf back filling in for Royce here on 
Uh, the Ride, 1500 ESPN. Chris Reavers, Manny Hill, Manny Fresh, as I call him. Um, do you all want to see Tiger get back to 100%? Like, is yep. that, do you care? I do. I care a lot. I do. I, yeah. th- I think it would. I mean, Pat and Joe always say, you know, they're much big golf, much bigger golf fans than I am, but they say that golf doesn't need him. I said, I know, but it still would be fun. It still would be fun to see if he still got it. I mean, I know he's the one that is the sole creation for these monsters that are now really great young golfers, but yeah. I still think it would be fun. I think it would be a, a lot of fun to see him if he get, if he has one more late run in him. I think it's also the perfect setup. Enough time has passed where he's ready for the redemption story, right? Like, I yeah. mean, I don't know if anyone went through as much as he did publicly. We watched his marriage fall apart. We watched him deal with, you know, the backlash of everything, uh, the recent stuff with, uh, I don't know, pres- prescription medication or whatever he was going on with there. Like, a lot of things have happened to him publicly. Outside of OJ, nobody's had a bigger falling from grace than no, Tiger Woods. No, and, and, I mean, the press conference was like nothing we've ever seen. The guy mm-hmm. held a press conference basically saying, hey, man, I, I had an affair, a bunch of affairs with my wife. Like, you don't see that yeah. very often. I just feel like now in 2017, 2018, goodness, it's like the perfect setting for one last Tiger run and just sort of that redemptive story. Americans love to give the Tiger Woodses of the world a second chance. Like mm-hmm. they love like the dude who 10 years ago you thought would never make it, would never have. Like we love to help those guys have one more go of it because we can't separate ourselves from what they meant to us when they were great. And when he, so we were out at the Ryder cup every day and tiger was there and I'll never, it was the first time I'd ever been really up close to him. And he just looked like, he looked like tiger woods out of work, older uncle. Really? I just kept looking yeah. going, how that can't be the same guy. He I aged. mean, I was from you to me away from him. And I just kept thinking, there's no way that's the same guy. He aged. Yeah, he he yeah. did. He looked he looked like he was fifteen years older than he actually he was. Aged really fast. Well, and, and I mean, at seventeen, we never thought he would. I mean, this guy was winning at such a ridiculous pace at such an early age. I I covered. I didn't cover. I went to one of his first tournaments. The the Brown Deer it was the Greater Milwaukee Open. Mm-hmm. Just outside of Milwaukee, and it was like a rock star man. Like people who didn't know anything about golf following him. And the impact, the cultural impact, when I say cultural, I mean like American culture. He made a lot of people think about golf who would have never thought golf. My barbershop in Milwaukee back home, yeah, there are a bunch of dudes who just don't know much about golf. I'm talking like, you know, Chuck Chuck and and Roan Roan, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a couple dudes like that who just yep. have no interest in golf. Mm-hmm. They would be playing every weekend. Because of Tiger. It is amazing the amount of people who were like, oh, yeah, let's try golf. Golf was like that, I don't want to say nerd sport. It was that It was that uppity, upper-class sort of country club sport. Stuffy. It was very, very stuffy. stuffy. Yeah. Tiger made it more accessible or at least seemed more accessible. A little more mainstream. Yeah, so when people say the sport doesn't need Tiger, I don't think the PGA needs Tiger. But no one will ever see the cultural impact that he had on the sport and, and the way that he made average Joes think about golf as as like an option. As Talk to, to anybody that owns a golf course in this state, Huge. and they will tell you that 
he had more impact on people coming out on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever, and they're just not seeing the numbers that they no. used to for a variety of reasons. But I think Tiger most notably has a lot to do with that. And and I don't know if there's a guy playing golf speed or I don't know if there's a guy playing now who can even come close to duplicating what he did. Is there another guy on tour right now who can make the masses go, oh, man, let's get back out to the golf course? Because I just think Tiger was so unique, and we love to give people second chances. There, there, are, there are people who, after his acquittal, were ready to give OJ a second chance. <laughs> I mean, to answer your question, I'll say no. I mean, if Spieth were to go on this historic run, I think he might have a chance. But yeah. here's the problem. There's so many more. He has so much more competition yep. that's just yeah. as good as he is that Tiger didn't have yeah. when he was really becoming a superstar. I thought Rory would be that guy. I thought McElroy. It was looking like it for a little bit. I thought he would. I honestly thought, okay, Tiger's in trouble. I thought McElroy was going to come in and kind of save the like day. Like that 2012 Perfect, to 2014 right sort of. He just range, never yeah. really. He kind of Sergioed us a little bit, right? He just never really. Like there have been so many guys throughout golf in the last twenty years where you're like, oh, whether it's Sergio Garcia or some of these other guys, you're like, oh, he he's next, and they just don't show up. And Tiger was like the first one in a long time after Jack, where it was like, hey, this guy's the real deal, and, and then life fell apart. For and him. you remember Tiger for a little while? It was was it David Duvall? I think back in the yep. day that was yep. sort of considered to yep. be Tiger's like yeah, that was like his rival. But then he kind of he then he just what was Sergio fell off. too. Yeah, it was Sergio, Sergio was too a little there. bit. Because he was they, another young guy that was yeah. coming up. And, yeah. It was yeah. a good group of guys who were like, man, I, this is going to be fun to watch them. And it just never came together. But I want to see Tiger find a way to you know, end his redemption story. We'll be back after this. I'm trying to get off uh, Facebook. That's my goal in 2018. I'm, I'm gradually getting away from it. And, and a lot of social media I don't need. But... There's this thing going around where people put up which celebrity do you resemble kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like, who yeah. do you re- – and the delusional people who think they resemble these celebrities. <laughs> you don't look like Brad Pitt. You are Brad from Pittsburgh. Right. You don't look like Brad – you don't look like Denzel – you don't look like Lester Washington, his third cousin, on his mama's side. You are you. People are delusional. And, yeah. and first off, it's like – Hey, why do you want to look like one of these people? You, you know how much work some of these celebrities have had. Cardi, like they've, Cardi they've had B is help. the one now that everybody thinks they. Look everybody like has now. a yeah. Cardi B. Everybody thinks look they alike. look like her now. Yeah. Who's Cardi B? Oh, Reavers. Reavers. She is no, no. This is this is good. <laughs> she just did a song with Bruno Mars, a remix to yeah. his song Finesse, and there's a video out that is like uh, they did it with like the In Living Color remix. Mm-hmm. Cardi B has exploded. So she was uh, a dancer uh, trying to pay the tuition. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) And then she was on Love and Hip Hop, uh, the VH1 show. That's I think it's still the most popular show for people twenty five. She looks like Nicki Minaj. Is this what I'm thinking of, or is that Nicki Minaj? No, that's no, that's that's Cardi B. Yeah. So Cardi has an amazing story, though. She is the first, I believe, rapper to have her first three hits all debut in the top ten on the billboard charts and this song she just did with Bruno Mars is going to be number one at some point. Yeah. She is like everything great, she touches she's is a gold. Of, and she, and she, she's great, man. She's great a great personality. Fun. She was on Jimmy Kimmel. You, you know what you should do, Reavers? Check out her 
her interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Like she has a certain personality that is is just sort of I'm sure some people hate it, but it, it's it's interesting. Like she she is perfect for the social media era and all that comes with that. She's I used built to, to be, be a star. I used to love hip hop and yeah. I used to love R and B. I cannot stand about ninety percent of what's out there right now. So I don't know if I I would even I might give the music ten seconds. But there's so much of it that's so awful. It's 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 gotten pretty watered down. But there's there's you have to kind of some good stuff. There's, there's some good there's some really good stuff out there. You just have to like you got to be but sort of willing agree? to sort of pick through it. This isn't stuff. a get off my lawn. Music was better twenty. You know, but but it's just I I hear the auto tune crap. I'm like. This is you're, awful. Hey, you're pre- you're preaching to the two man yeah, choir here right now. Okay. Yeah, no, we're, okay. we're, we're, we but, but here's the here's the problem though, <laughs> where we get hypocritical, is we go, oh my goodness, this vulgar music. Uh, we made Sir Mix a Lot rich. People. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Naughty oh, by yeah. Nature. Oh yes. Uh, OPP. Google what that's really about. We, oh yeah. We we boys. made a lot of these groups that were risque multi millionaires so remember that when we criticize today's music we'll be back after this on 1500 espn